I have the great honor uh, this morning uh, of inviting and introducing into the studio uh, Jeremiah Kioni, uh, our, uh, uh, well, the Jubilee Secretary General, yes. uh, Jubilee Party Secretary General. Welcome to Capital FM. Thank you so much uh, for having me. After many years, so many we were years. T- talking off air. I said, when were you last here? And he said, you didn't have as much gray hair. Yeah, so. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I had more hair on my head yes, uh, yes. a couple of years ago. I-, I do remember it very well. I was mm. with my co-host then, Shanice, mm. uh, and we had a very mm. interview. Yes. You were a young man yes. who was... I wouldn't say cutting your teeth in politics, mm. but it was the early days. Very early days. Yes. yes. Uh, and even then, mm. uh, Jeremiah, you mm. were extremely outspoken. Mm. You you shot from the hip. You didn't, uh, had, you have no apologies, no qualms about mm. saying what you feel. Mm. Um, as a secretary general of, of a political party, this is obviously a skill that is needed yeah. uh, to be able to be open, honest, and say what you want. Mm. Um, would you say that you have, this is something you have, because it defines you. Uh, this people people think about you they think that's a guy who doesn't mince his words mm-hmm. um, has this helped you in your career to get to where you are this ability to just be completely open and honest mm. One, w- once again thank you so much for having me Zanona this is uh, a station that is recent to many thank you and I have a lot of respect for what you do thank you thank you uh, two is also to say that um, one of the things I've found easy in life is to um, you know do what you believe in and say also what you believe in and when you carry yourself that way it's easier in life you are not forcing you're not pretending so you're just yourself and i it helps it has helped me in a big way and uh, i'm able to live with the uh, so-called consequences you know you are told the choices have consequences and the consequences of being honest uh, with yourselves and with the people you are dealing with i have no regrets of dealing with those consequences. Mm. And um, I know we are in a time when uh, we have very many young readers that would want to encourage. And I, my word to them is just be honest with yourself and do not be carried by the multitude. Mm. Um, um, and if you, if you think what you are doing is what is good for the people when you have the responsibility of reading the people, uh then you you should not be fearful of the consequences of course eh dania ya mambo yote ni pia una una there's a issue of uh, being uh, a believer in the almighty that is also very important okay so those are things you've obviously lived your yes, life and career yes, by. Yes. Honesty also begets loyalty, right? Mm, yes, uh, because yes, what yes. we're seeing right now, mm. if if uh, and I think you will definitely weigh in on this, yes. is uh, you know all of a sudden young politicians are saying, "Wait, I'm not with the guy who won, so I'm going to jump to the guy who has the power." We've seen it in the last two weeks. Mm. Um, someone with your experience, seasoned like yourself, you have never really and I correct me if I'm wrong, swayed to say. Wait, is this where it's leaning? Because I need to go there. You are still the Secretary General of the Jubilee Party. Um, I'm certain and uh, I, that if you had looked for a position in the current uh, leadership, you probably would have gotten it, like many politicians have, mm. uh, because it would have been a coup for them to say, we got this guy on our side. Yes. Um, why is that, that loyalty so important to you? Is that part of the, of the trade of honesty? Loyalty is very, very important, but again, not uh, blind loyalty. Mm. It is a loyalty that... Uh, uh, you know, aligns with what you believe in and what you, you think is good for 
the people who have given you responsibility or whom you think you should be guiding one way or another uh, but, but also it is uh, it is important to know that it's only for a while that uh, you are there for yourself so to speak for example when you deal with elections are you dealing with elections because uh, you want to, to win or is it is an outcome meant to just for your own good or is it for uh, the generations to come and uh, like now the issues that we are uh, you know struggling with are issues that are generational um the if i if you allow me to just come to the issues that are not the issues per se but what is, is that it is uh, of concern to me now is uh, we grew up in this country those days you were interviewing me and I earlier when uh, you didn't have the freedom to make the choices that you wanted you had to think in a given way you have to behave in a given way you have to uh, associate yourself with people who are supposed to have a given uh, way of thinking and we saw ourselves move out of it at a cost at a very heavy cost and one of the things is that freedom of choice your ability to make a choice between x and y or even to decide who becomes your leader mm -hmm. is a very fundamental thing in a society it is what gives stability it is what you give joy to children who come way way after we are gone and when you see that being threatened and in a very casual manner that makes some of us uh, have sleepless nights um, the outcome of the last general election is something that will continue being debated for many years books will be written mm -hmm. policies will be written this way or another but the fact that we seem uh, uh, we from the side we hold we have um, the feeling and the strong feeling and facts that can of course be debated by others that indicate that the actual will of the people may not have been um, the outcome of what we have today or the process of arriving at our readers now looks like it's in the jeopardy because we are in a country where we don't have commissioners we are commissioners are out others are in and then very very difficult decisions seems to have been made by the commissioners who are there some very tough statements have been issued against the, the commissioners who uh, conducted our elections uh, last time. It uh, allows you to put to some of us, like I can tell you, back 1997, we were in this kind of a scenario, and we, this country, people lost many things, property, lives, friends, whatever. To a point where we said, given that this is a competition, and we want a livali, you cannot be the one de deciding on who the river mm. alone mm. It, and i also cannot decide alone so can we as agree as a country that we all come together those of us in this competition and agree on who is going to be our livery then we can go and live with the outcome and uh, that is like the minimum you can then deal with the outcome that has been degenerated by the river you all agreed upon mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but we seem to have gone back to where now the river may be de decided by one person one way or another or essentially by a one individual that is very scary because mm -hmm. that's something you are not going to be able to rectify in five years and it is uh, something that will affect generations to come for us to be able to get where we got in 1997 it took us more than 20 years my lifetime 
I understand this because now, obviously, with this whistleblower coming out and saying it was wrong, the the election electoral results. And you're right; this will be debated for for a long time. time. In fact, I'm moving away from the issue of the whistleblower. I am going to, to the point of now we have a commission. Okay. If we are not changing the rules on how you arrive at the commission, that will be different. Right. But we have already changed the rules on how do you arrive at a commission. But these rules and these rules had been arrived at through a very very a long period that was not easy for this country. So for you to just sit and say we are changing the rules on how we arrive at the at the delivery, that is a fundamental issue that cannot be allowed to be done by one person. Mm-hmm. And forget about even the outcome of uh, the 2022 elections. How do you then go for elections 2027 when the person who is going to conduct them is the choice of one person? Mm-hmm. Having known how what happened there before, even before you deal with other difficulties that we have as a country, that's an issue that we are begging of those who have the responsibilities today to just don't hog it on people. Sure. And Please and let others come to the table. <clears throat> Determine who are those seven individuals together. And and it's possible you that may that end could up happen. be having one or more, one yeah. person more than the because you are the one in power. Yeah. You may end up having one more person than the others. But that is the minimum that we agreed uh, to do more than now twenty years ago. Twenty five years ago, 25 actually. Twenty five years ago. Um do you do you have dialogue with the president's office as uh, Secretary General of Jubilee? Do you have dialogue with no, the president's office? No, no, no. As it is now, where that dialogue we don't have. Okay. But it's also important to know that we in Jubilee are in a Zimio coalition. Yeah. And when you are in that coalition, he has the um, he can always get in touch with the leader of our Zimio coalition, which is uh, uh, our party leader, yeah. Raira Moro Odinga. But again, it will have to be known for what reason. It cannot be, you cannot just go there without consulting those sure. other others there. We are not um, saying that uh, we would never want to dialogue, but it is important to know that when you're talking about IEBC, it needs to be a dialogue that is uh, an open dialogue. Mm-hmm. Let us sit everybody and look at this thing together right and and it, so all you're asking for now is mm. is collaboration on the in, issue of IEBC yeah. because we want this country moving together right it is important that uh, the way we are live at the commission is not by one party right or the person who is in power you cannot dictate remember our constitution talks about public participation absolutely so what did we see? We saw the law that guides us as to how do you arrive at commissions changed without public participation. Right. Which should have this been is our a, not an issue you tell us that there was public participation because you put it out in, on Capital FM, you wrote in the papers, and you had one sitting at uh, city hall or county hall. You need to go out to the people. It is such a fundamental issue in the stability of this country mm. that I fear that we may have taken it for granted and and the last 20 years we know in 2010 when we had the promulgation of the constitution mm. and uh we know the work that went into that former president Mwai Kibaki was mm. obviously spearheaded that process yes. to make to bring democracy in it, to make democracy clearer to kenyans yes, right so what yes. you're saying now is we can't go back to the you days cannot, before Kibaki mm. i remember uh 2002 um 
just before being on air with mm. former President Moy mm-hmm. as our president, mm. the things you couldn't do on radio. Yeah. Oh, and my. literally overnight, when Kibaki came into power, we were given all these freedoms. And I think that's what you're talking yes, about. Yes, that's what Those I'm talking freedoms. about. I would not have walked over uh, to the 19th floor. Yeah. That easy. Like, yeah. you invite me last night and I say, okay, I'll come. It's so it true. was never like that. No, I agree. I mean, and we, and it's not because you are not in power or you're in power. These are things you cannot allow a country to lose. Yeah. They are useful to to whoever, whether you are in power or you are not in power. Right. And remember 2010, mm. this is the most important, one of the things that you have brought out. 2010 constitution. What did it take? It took Kibaki to go out and say, we've competed with you, Raira. What is now on the table is build me a new. I am going to say that uh, this is a government that we are going to share with you. And we got into the grad coalition government. Absolutely. What, which was really a 50-50. The most beautiful thing that happened in this country. 50-50. Everybody is in that government. And we were able to come up with a constitution. We were able to come up with commissioners. Individuals who behave well or misbehave whenever they are holding those offices. That is the, why there is a way of removing them. Mm-hmm. But do not come and, and collapse a system just because an individual behaved one way or the other. Okay. The most important thing is that system. And we do not have a problem with the system as it were, because it is a system we arrived at. All of us. Yes, and it was obviously, I mean, that was a and referendum, right? it was a compromise. Right? It, it was a, refer- a referendum. Yeah. A compromise, and Kenyans voted on it. But we're going to take a break in a second, but I have one more question before the break. Mm. Um, can you weigh in on why our former president, Uhuru Kenyatta, has been so quiet um, as I, and I know you, you are close to our former president as the Secretary General of the Jubilee Party. Mm. Um, there seems to be a lot of people saying things, uh, right or wrong, you know, or, true or not, but he himself has been very quiet. Is there a reason for that? Yes, because um, we may not have, have understood uh, His Excellency, Uru Kenyatta. <laughs> He's a real gentleman. Um, and the question that you'd ask you if you ask him directly, is why do you want me to say anything? I've said it for more than 10 years. I had my 10 years of power. I did what I thought was best for this country. I may have made mistakes, yes, I, but I did my best when I was in power. I handed over power uh, to those uh, who were declared the winners by IBC at Kasalani, as provided for by the Constitution. And I had my time. Why do you want me to speak thereafter? Mm. I mean, uh, if he was to become focal, he would be interfering with the management of the affairs of the uh, of uh, those in power today. Is his, is his Not that he doesn't have a, a constitution right, he can, but it's a choice uh, that he has made. You uh, do it the way you think. Of course, he is. There is a lot of attacks on him, a lot of insults uh, towards him, uh, his uh, uh, himself and the family. And we must uh, commend him for having kept the cool because if he came and said, why are you... D-? He has his followers and you split this country, you certainly get maybe 30, 40% of people who are saying we are still with and, you. And that's what I'm asking. Is, is, he, is he doing it for the betterment of the country, i.e. if he came out vocally and started hammering what is happening right now, I mean, he could really stoke some flames and things could, you know, become quite un- uneasy for us. It you it, make the country very unstable. Right. If he was to move around this country and start right. campaigning or staying, you know, agitating on a given thing, certainly. And I can tell you that... Um, and don't underestimate him. He is a gentleman, is what you say. And he has a following.
Absolutely. Okay, we take a quick break. If you have any questions for my guest this morning, Jeremiah Keone, please get them in. We will come back and talk about the last week, a very busy week for you, Jeremiah, and a gentleman mm. by the name of David Morade. Mm. Uh, you were removed and then brought back in. We're going to talk mm. about that. And that mm. obviously goes back to you uh, being vocal and saying what you feel. Uh, and of course, uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, our current situation with our deputy president right now uh, and what, what some of the things he's saying could mean for the country. We'll be right back at 28 minutes past eight. 98.4 Capital FM We are in studio with uh, uh, Jeremiah Keone, uh the uh, Jubilee Party Secretary General uh, but four days ago or five days ago you were no longer the Secretary General <laughs> and then all of a sudden you came back as a Secretary what, what, what I mean every paper has its own version of what happened what happened? Uh, one is that um, when you are in um these kind of positions, there is always those who become envious of what, where you are, and there will always be people who want to uh, remove you. Um, and again, you know why even these uh, positions have a term limit, or a term, not a term limit, is because people are given periodically opportunity to either look for another choice or um, a new being in office. You have also to know that you are not there forever. So in the last couple of uh, days, uh, what happened is we had elections 2022 and the outcome, of course, a lot of frustrations for those of us who are in Azimio, disappointments, and um, out of which uh, there is always the blame game, why are you not here, why didn't you do this, you may have caused our ferry and the rest. That is one phase. The next phase that we have in Jubilee is that we had our party leader uh, as the head of state then, and now we have a party leader who is not head of state and who is not going to be focal. He has not been focal and is not going to be focal. So you have a party that was uh, very, very powerful, vibrant, you know, before, and then you are left with a, uh, it's left with you to navigate. And um, we have our colleagues back and forth and uh, people would want to blame one another for this reason or the other. And then, of course, the other angle is that, remember also, Jubilee was the mother party, or even, so to speak, Uda is an offshoot of mm-hmm. Jubilee. Mm-hmm. So all those who are in Uda were at one point uh, in Jubilee, and um, they can look back and say, why allow this thing to continue growing? It was ours. Why don't we bring uh, it on board? And uh, so there are, there are those in government who would want to actually corrupt Jubilee because they were part of it and they believe perhaps they own it. Of course, there is also the issue that um, what is it that Jubilee uh, stood for uh, then? Is it what Uda stands for? Uh, is it offering some competition? Is it uh, is there is there an opportunity of uh, Jubilee growing back onto the base? Remember, Jubilee was very strong in Mount Kenya region. Uda seems to be strong in Mount Kenya region. If um, the levels of dissatisfaction um, within Mount Kenya because of the governance that is ongoing continue increasing, then they have a way out into Jubilee. And if you kill the Jubilee house, they have nowhere to go. So you may have you may contain them that way. But um, uh, some of the things, of course, we are we've been uh, very outspoken by. I am not happy that we we lost many of our members of parliament at the Jubilee, but it, it's also very important not to lose what you have been fighting for all the time. Mm-hmm. We have been, um, I was there, I saw it I saw it at Damoy, I saw it at Kibaki, I've seen it at Uhuru, and uh, we've talked about the, the freedoms that we are enjoying, uh, freedom of speech, association, and the rest. But there are also other rights that are in our constitution, and we are now in the face of achieving 
or providing for those lights. Mm -hmm. Light to education, to health, housing. And those are very key issues. Mm -hmm. And um, when we are uh, together in Jubilee, and we say, we believe that uh, households that cannot afford a meal a day, the government is to help them one way or another. Whatever it is that we are doing, we would rather stop all construction of roads and everything else, but have every single child in class. That's one of the major achievements of our country in the last maybe 10, 15 years. Globally, it's looked at 20. as one of the biggest achievements of any country. So the, to hear that today we have our children, 200,000 kids have not gone to school. We have our standard eight uh, pupils together with standard uh, grade six. Secondary grade six, primary standard eight, under the same roof, same headmaster, same teachers. Those kind of, uh, they horrify some of us. Yeah. And it is something that we, we can actually say as a country, let us stop everything else. Can we streamline this issue of education? Mm -hmm. And these are issues that we care about. And it does not matter whether you are in parliament or you are not in parliament. To me, you don't even need to be earning a salary if children are home. I mentioned to you, your colleague before ca coming on air that yesterday I had a visit of about five ladies from the slums of this town. They just came and said, we are in Jubilee. They were crying. We have over 40 kids that we have been sponsoring before. They cannot go to school. They are, one of them was crushed by a vehicle the other day, struggling. The, the mother got a stroke out of having lost a child. These soft issues, to me, are more important than even being a Secretary General to Jubilee. And any position I hold in this country, I want to be a voice mm -hmm. to those. Because I, as an individual, you can never be able to do those things. That is why we put them in the Constitution as rights. And we then we said in the Constitution, this must be achieved progressively. We had gotten to a point where we were saying we want a 100% transition of kids from primary to secondary, from secondary uh, to tertiary and universities. So as a party, these are issues that we belong, uh, we believe in so strongly because we have that history from where we have come from. That is Jubilee. Mm. Now, the the, the the other outfit seems to, you can actually see the supplementary budget, they have moved their money to where they think is crucial. And why you have another voice is to say, what you are doing is not right. This is where we parted away with some of our colleagues. Mm -hmm. They want to move to an outfit, which is okay. It's, you have your right, you have talked about your freedom. It's your right, it's a freedom, you can move to order. But don't corrupt an institution because the institution is formed around some specific, you know, known. Now we know. Mm -hmm. Uhuru was, you know, let me tell you something that is not known. Every time there was demolition in this town, and not just in this town, across the country. Demolition because a road needed to be constructed. Not the private sector thing. But demolition because we needed to do a hospital, to do a, a, a school, to construct roads, to do siwa. Each and every of the households in that area who suffered that demolition was compensated. And see, these are things we he didn't know. He never went public. Right. And he would do it with his family resources. And he would also do it from coffers in the public if there was, it was possible. So these soft issues, and I tell you, my brother, 
we are now in a country where if you don't take care of the soft issues, then you have no business being in power. If a family sleeps hungry because the cost of unga is beyond their reach, if a family is seated there with four or five kids who cannot go to school because somebody wants you to pay school fees and government basal has been removed, then these are issues that we must think about. And as a Secretary General of Jubilee and Jubilee Party, that is the concern of this party. Mm -hmm. And that is the where we, we, we went different ways. Because right. they are saying, why are you not helping us get into Uda government? I'm saying, to do what? <laughs> why would you help them anyway? Why would I, you know and I mean? in any case, you also lead us <laughs> in your own right if you want to go uh, take uh, the highway. I am not going to take the party there. That is not where what we believe. We have uh, coalition agreements that we signed at the beginning of last year. We campaigned on that platform. Why abandon your people? Just but, because but you didn't go can, to power? Can I ask you about party hopping then? Yes. Um, we'll get into the fact that there is some blurred lines between Jubilee and ODM, but you have kind of addressed that anyway. Mm. Uh, but but before we get into that, this party hopping uh, nature of politicians, right? Mm. And, and I have this conversation all the time. Mm. If you're an, an American, mm. you're usually generations of generation upon generation your family is Republican or generation upon generation your family is Democrat or whatever it is. Mm. To change parties you can actually destroy a family. Yes. We don't have that fundamentally, right? If you're telling me that Jubilee's fundamentals are this list here, mm. list A. Yes. And Uda's fundamentals are this list here, list B. Some may cross. There mm. may be some similar mm. fundamentals, but fundamentally they're different. Yes. Uh, the, 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 the ethos of each party is different. Mm. How is it so easy for our politicians to wake up one morning and say, I'm not in this party, now I'm in this party. For the simple reason that we stop thinking about generations and we just think about the outcome of an election. To you is, I want to be elected to an salary. Mm. For the American is, I want to be this, in this party to shape the future, uh, uh, the future uh, direction so of the country. So it's legacy versus personal gain. And it has a lot to do with the values. What right. is it that is valuable to you? A yeah. salary yeah. or generations to come? Okay. Why am I where I am is because of the way my father and my mother, my parents behaved. It, our children will be where they are depending on how we behave. And and, and that the, a lot of this was damaged during Kanu days. Right. So we're going to take a break because yes. I know you've been around since yes. Kanu days yes. doing your work. You yes. uh, you fought uh, uh, President Moy. Yes, yes, you yes. you mm. obviously were part of Kibaki's mm. uh, very close inner circle. Yes, yes. And yes. obviously our former president's inner circle. We want to yes. talk to you uh, before we close off today, uh, Jeremiah, about some of the ups and downs of the last 30 plus years. 98.4 Capital FM as we uh, wrap up with our guest this morning, Jeremiah Keone, what a great conversation we've had so far. A couple of things before we get into your, your highs and lows of the last 30 plus years yes. uh, in your political career. Um, you know, we have a very outspoken deputy president. Mm. Uh, this is not I'm, I'm not I'm not saying anything that is a yeah, mystery yeah. to anyone. I mean, mm. if you look at all the papers this morning, yeah, yeah. Gishag a mm. loose cannon. Mm. How dangerous is this? I mean, alluding to the fact and, and it, maybe I misunderstood what he was saying. But if I didn't vote for him, I'm going to have more tax uh, burden than if, if I did, is mm. what the media is saying was the general direction. How dangerous is this, uh, this kind of rhetoric? One of um, the most important, uh, perhaps, characteristics or attributes of a reader is restraint. There are many things you'd want to say, and especially when you are that, those offices, top. Yeah, number two. 
and you have to be very very restrained you have to process everything that goes out of your mouth in your head before it goes out your utterances must be those that cause people together come together i am taking care of, of all of you i am your father i care about each one of you we are going to look at you and this is the bit about leadership and especially this country you will notice that kibaki was able to move this country from x to y because he reached out it may have been at a very strenuous circumstances but he eventually he reached out and he was able to compel all those who are within his reach to reach out every time i would meet him if it's a launching of a road or something and he's greeting you his greetings you may think that he's asking you how are you for some of us it was a very trying time because the question he kept asking me is how many more people have you reached out to really that's interesting there was a group of us who were not more than five and he told us your responsibility is to reach out that time it was pnu odm mm. and he had no time to sit with you in the boardroom it is the greetings umepata wangapi umeogea na wangapi and you, you have to keep saying that is how we got to 2013 having tried to bridge the gap between this country he kept himself with raira but he knew without our le- out as the you know the second tier reaching out to those in the second tiers of odm and pnu their relationship with raira was not going to hold for long mm. it is the same thing you saw with uhuru even 2013 uh, let me say this during the death of fidel and things happened Uh, and it's a question of how you you take them that uh, determines how you move on when uhuru reached out to help uhuru Raira, and he understood it was just a human being who had lost a son that was a reaching out during a very trying time if you go through the 2017 campaigns uhuru never uttered negative words towards raira and vice versa they competed but they never used the rhetoric that we had 2013 mm. and that is why it was immediately after the very uh, uh, you know features competition that we had 2017 it was very easy for uhuru not easy but it was very easy for uhuru to say my brother come over let us see what is this we have always competed about and they went back in 1963 what is it that our fathers were competing <laughs> about mm-hmm. and we for the sake of generations sort it out these are things that were belittled by the government the people in power today they used four five years since 2017 to say everything they wanted to say ill about the hardship including even yesterday they were saying why we are having these difficulties i had more comment say the same is because of the hardship but where we are where we are as a country we may not be having the economic uh, successes that somebody will imagine we are where we are because of those hardships in the absence of hardships we will fight in this so, country so, they, th- so these utterances of uh, the dp gachagu yeah yeah are utterances that are completely opposite of hardship they are utterances of get away from me hmm. move away from me And I want to tell you if it was not for the bridging of these uh, gaps or differences or the uh, the very big valley that was be there between the two political blocks these utterances of 2007 in 2007 
it is those utterances that were uttered by Gachagua two days ago that made us fight. That fanned the flames of what we ended and up with. And where, and one must always uh, caution him. Um, when Kamal Harris, is it, uh, what's the, the one, the vice president yeah, in the Kamal US, Harris, yeah. when the, the, the government realized, the, the, the party realized that whenever she goes out, she's bringing more ridicule to the party, what do they do? They contained her yeah. inside her offices. Give her less responsibilities that involve the public, and perhaps that is what like, needs, needs to be to, contained. Uh, uh, need to be guided, guided. And and I like what you said. So the handshake was a symbol of a friendship that was actually built before. Yes, yes. And, and I think that's something that we didn't know, right? Yes. We thought it was that's the political move. Let's mm-hmm. shake hands. Mm. But I like I like that story, and especially mm. the story about um, when you mentioned Fidel. That of course yes. is Ryla's son who passed mm. away. Mm. Um, let's just quickly, uh, as we wrap up, we've got about five minutes or three minutes here. Um, Give me three highs and three lows of the last 35 years. The lows are um, what we are still living through, this uh, party hopping. Party hopping was a trade uh, trademark for Moi. It was a way of killing any person who had uh, you know, a different view from his. And uh, what you do is get you over to Kanu. And immediately you are in Kanu, he would cause a by-election because that time he had the powers. And uh, during the by-election, then he would ensure that you win because you have already gone to his side. It became a very popular thing. Over to Kanu, you become uh, back to by-election, you win. The only thing about it is that he used to have by-elections. Today is different. You, ho- you, you are elected. You hope over to the next party is betrayal, is dishonesty, is actually a cause that can should get you thrown out. It's actually treasonable. I lied to you that like they did in uh, parts of this country. I am going to work with Raira Amora Odinga. And even before the president is won in, you have already shifted your reliance or loyalty to another party. It's treasonable. That is a very raw point. The other thing is on the issue of education. We had very many kids out of school. Uh, during Kibaki's time, remember the Mudiawari mm-hmm. and uh, the way he used to move around this country, this town, picking uh, street children, street families. That was as a result of in an ab- inability of those uh, families to access education. Mm-hmm. We, Kibaki comes in and says everybody must go to school and uh, is going to be free, uh, free primary education. Uhuru comes and says 100% transition, free secondary education. The fact that we have dropped that ball is a very, very scary point for me, for us as a country. Sad. Of course, the high point is that we have a constitution that we can always go back to. It does not matter how much one mismanages the country. For as long as we guard ourselves from any arbitrary amendment to our constitution, then we can always say that we have a beacon which should give us a bearing, a, a direction anytime in the coming days, months, years, whatever uh, period it is. So I, I think, but it is important that uh, uh, people avoid this uh, hoping because you never know what the government or those in power may want to do. I mean, they have the, the super majority in parliament. They want to. They may just want to amend the constitution. Even when you are required to do it through a referendum, they can decide to just amend it in, in bunge and throw it to the judiciary. Before judiciary knows what is happening, we are out of uh, a constitutional framework. That's a fear. I hope it doesn't happen. And of course, I am happy because uh, these uh, people's barasas that we are having have identified with the f- uh, difficulties Kenyans are going through. 
it is fine it may have been born out of the rectal injustice that occurred at was but uh, slowly is now moved to what it is that uh, what Kenyans are now suffering from this is what robert ali was saying he was yes. here last week yes. and he said these are not this is not black and white as we're protesting because we want to be president no. we are actually raising issues that are concerning to kenyans and i now think just reiterating is the that. issue we want kids back to school yeah. we want people accessing uh, medication uh, we want um, people affording uh, some food on the table basic things support to the elderly yeah. the vulnerable the orphans all those people have now been uh, neglected we want bursaries afforded to every child in this country the university education must be affordable uh, to all these are the things the soft issues soft issues we want people out of this uh, the, the, the slum dwellers we want them to feel if you go to kibera today this is not the kibera we used to go to during moist time absolutely i mean we want to see improvement in those uh, in those areas and continuous growth and as a country continuous growth uh, in those areas we do not want us to we don't want over taxation yeah. and we also don't want uh, a government that belongs to a few because of shareholding okay thank no. you very much jeremiah kioni it's been an absolute pleasure let's not wait another 15 years till we see each other no. again please <laughs> <laughs> i w- i am available i will make sure that i create some time wonderful but i really want to thank you for that uh, interviewing thank you it's a softer part of a politician absolutely of a leader, absolutely which is what uh, we need to get that kind of opportunity wonderful thank, thank you so you. much Asante, 98.4